What's good, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Sitting here at episode, I believe this is 279 already. It has been a wild trip, and we're continuing on. I do want to go to these comments here super quick. Mr. Parrish coming in here saying, it's Carl. It's Carl. I love you, man. We may even, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what happens here. Lucha Freddy, thank you so much for coming in. A good evening to you as well. And yeah, I've noticed that as well. That music is loud. It is rocking. Um, but yeah, it is a little loud. So I may have to uh, take a look at that. And I appreciate you coming in and giving me that information as well and then joe coming in here corporate joe coming in as well and friends we have got a special treat here mighty joe or big joe or corporate joe or whatever the hell you want to call him is saying howdy folks and oh this guy parish just about ready to run I was I was about to get something that I know you're gonna pop for. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Ready? I appreciate that. Paul says no worries. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, beautiful, a beautiful, a beautiful cream soda, Jones soda, non-sponsored, just like the Dr Pepper is non-sponsored. It would be amazing to be for for love wrestling to be sponsored by Jones Soda. That would be amazing. And sea change. I mean, I, <laughs> I like beer too. We always get to have a little bit of the beer as well, or as Jericho would say, a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. All of you well, may notice for- that things are a little bit different here. I am going through a little bit of a change in uh, the podcast room. <laughs> Um, hopefully things will be, uh, will be good. And Parrish has absolutely no idea what we're even going to be talking about tonight, but I got four main topics that I want to be talking about. Joe, we will not call you late for dinner. Um, fat guys like us need to eat. I get it. I get it. He'll be lucky just to have dinner if he's late. <laughs> right. <laughs> noob, noob, my friend. Good to see you. Um, I've been doing great lately Uh, everything has been fantastic i have just been living life working the shoot job and uh making career changes possibly as well in the future but we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that i want to talk about careers here for a few minutes with parish yeah talking the careers of ec3 and adam sure or adam share or however you want to say it but Control Your Narrative started out really slow, got a lot of heat, was very despised by fans, but really seems to have taken off to the point now where this fall, they are actually going to have a tour that they're doing across the United States. I think that that is absolutely fantastic. I want to get your thoughts, Parrish. What are you, what are your thoughts on Control Your Narrative? And the seeming change that's happened from uh, people shitting all over it to now, you know, people kind of uh, kind of liking it here. 
Well, I think just normally, I mean, it's it's in DNA now, especially if you go on Twitter or online, people are just going to be negative. So, like, that's just, unfortunately, the in- instinctual response is to be like, oh, uh, this is stupid. I don't, I don't get it, so therefore I don't like it. But these are guys that are taking their careers in their own hands and doing something with it, and you got to respect that they're betting on themselves, and that's what makes or breaks you in this business. I mean, Cody Rhodes did that, and look what he's doing now. And he, right. he is literally changing the industry as we know it on a corporate level now. Um, but these guys are doing it on just a level in the, in the Indies or in that circuit. But at the same time, they're doing what makes them happy. And how can you fault people for doing that? That's been my thing since the very beginning of Control Your Narrative. Now, now I get, you know, like some of it does kind of sound a little weird and it is a little out of the norm for what we're actually used to when it comes to professional wrestling with, you know, like you can't do certain moves or you can't have certain holds and stuff like that going on, right? But for the most part, the people that I have seen going to these shows have left happy the, the, the people that I know inside the business that have worked for Control Your Narrative have been over the top happy <laughs> with the experience that they've had working underneath EC3 and Adam. So you're right. How can you, how can you fault that? You, you, you can't. Well, and just because you don't get something doesn't mean that you have to dislike it or you have to have an opinion on it. Like you can just, you can... You can admit that you don't know something and just watch it and enjoy it for the fans. Like we live in a world where I like to call it the, the PVR DVR world where we get to really choose what we want to do all the time. We get to choose what we want to watch. If we like something, we can fast forward through the things we don't like, but at the same time, growing pains are a way of life. And sometimes you just got to do that with the unknown just because you don't know doesn't make it bad. Everybody has a, television remote for their tvs when they're watching something and all of them have oh what is that that's a power button oh so you want to turn it off well freaking turn it off you want to change the input to your uh you know blu-ray player or to your chromecast or whatever hit that button and change it to something else doesn't mean that you have to sit there and uh spew your hatred because you I mean, don't understand. I'm currently also watching NXT 2.0, and that's not everybody's cup of tea. No pun intended, but check it out later tonight. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it, it's cool. Like that, That's why like even from day one in Love Wrestling, I said go and support indie wrestling. You have no idea who you're going to see. My first independent show, I saw a 19-year-old Kenny Omega. I had no idea what he was going to become 10 years right? later. Like, right, it's that's insane. exactly it. <laughs> oh that's at you that's it, it, you. it apparently in our slack i found out that sunday brunch is on sundays too so i mean well, who knows wait i, I know Whoa. we got a very astute uh owner <laughs> <laughs> uh, joe coming in here first off astrid <laughs> you know how much i love you thank mm-hmm. you so much for popping in here Make sure that you're checking out NXT, T-E-A, where they're going to spill the tea on everything NXT in a double header tonight. Yes, it is back. The double header. We are going to have power out with Zach and Ella. And then we're going to have Astrid and Ed 
with and NXT. Myself, I'm also gonna be on. You're that. gonna be there too, and yeah. Parish too. Holy shit balls! There we go. Okay, let, let me let me just let me just clarify something for you, Parish. We can. I, I I feel that we can say what we want. Let's be open about sure. absolutely everything. We're just not gonna drop any f bombs. That's my only step on shows. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Down below, Parrish, the master of shameless plug. You well, you seem to be. You definitely are. You always seem to be able to get those in there, like like just, just quick said. little zingers. <laughs> <laughs> Astrid's <laughs> dead. jpj hopping in here as well thank you so much jpj uh if you guys have not checked out anything from jpj what the hell is wrong with you you definitely need to whether it's all elite sidecast on wednesdays or whether it's between two beards on thursdays um and he has his own twitch channel as well where he's been doing some pretty cool video game play over there too so make sure you're checking that out parish doing double duty tonight yes she said duty <laughs> <laughs> oh and then no f-bombs off says joe lucha freddy <laughs> thank you <laughs> Girl, oh, thanks God. again for having me on. Like I, I know oh. it was last minute, but I appreciate you uh, just telling, asking me to hop in. No problem at all. Anytime that somebody wants to hop in here with me, I am more than happy to do so. I mean, everybody needs exposure, right? And I mean, I, I know that I don't have the biggest show in the entire world. I'm no Joe Rogan, but uh, I, I, I loved talking with people and discussing this stuff. So, yeah, thank you for hopping in here. Hey, isn't that what this whole uh, community of love wrestling is about? Just uniting people that have a general interest and love and appreciation for pro wrestling coming together and having that's fun. What it, that's what it should be. Right. That's what we're doing. So I want to go over for those of you that are in the United States. I'm going to go over the cities where uh, control your narrative is going to be. So starting October 13th and going till December 11th, we've got San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Fort Worth, and that's uh, that's all of them for Texas. We're moving into uh, uh, New Orleans, and then Atlanta, Charlotte, North Carolina, North Kakalaki, Norfolk, Virginia, Baltimore, Maryland, New York, New York, Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, Sayer, Sayerville, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Florida. Interestingly, Orlando, Florida. Ooh, maybe Astros West Palm Beach. Yeah. West mm-hmm. Palm Beach, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Imagine Wisconsin. If he, imagine if he I, showed I, I, up on that. Right? That oh. would be insane. Don't you I would miss love him? It. Don't you miss him? I... North Kakalaki. (laughs) Astrid asking for me to uh, repeat that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Astrid, control your narrative. And and a little bit of Canadian on the end there, eh? Um, Yeah. Going to be in Orlando, Florida. You you should be going there, eh? Make sure that you uh, grab yourself some beer and you go there, eh? Got to bring your maple syrup. If if you smoke, make sure you grab some darts and go. We're going to finish off the month of December as they go to Chicago, Illinois. 
Minneapolis or Indianapolis, Indiana, St. Louis, Missouri, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then Des Moines, Iowa. So that's a that's a good chunk of of the large areas within the United States. Um, nothing in Michigan yet, which I'm really close to. So like if they were to do something in like Battle Creek or or you know like an area like that Detroit even mm-hmm. I'm close enough to that that uh I'd I'd contemplate actually getting tickets and going. Wouldn't that make sense too like control your narrative when you have somebody from Battle Creek like an RVD who kind of did that his entire career right and kind of made a name for that and then you also have like somebody like Rhino out of Detroit and like I don't know like to me these guys would be like perfect for this. I think they would be as well. They definitely would be. Always hilarious watching actual <laughs> Canadians pretending to be fake Canadians. Right, Joe? <laughs> oh, it's insane. But, I mean, if you want more information on any of this that is happening with the Control Your Narrative, go and check out Adam Schur's, um Instagram page. And on there, he has uh, this information there. Go to controlyournarrative.com or there is a QR code that you can actually scan. Stepping up in the world, making things uh, uh, real technologically available for everyone. So yeah, I'm happy with with what they've been doing here with Control Your Narrative. Um, it has been absolutely insane. And then even even others that are lending their uh, talent to them as well. Like I'm, I got, what are some names here? Um, Austin Aries. Now, I mean, Austin Aries is a polarizing, uh, kind of polarizing name in the business. Some people like him. Some people don't like him. What are your thoughts about him? He works well. That's all I care about. He works well in the ring. That's all I care about. Uh, where were these other names here? Kara Boot, by the way. That's right. He's the, that's all I care about. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, Austin Aries. I just had it. What the heck? Just saying a boot makes me miss Camp Caribou, by the way. <laughs> right. Oh, I haven't heard Camp Caribou in forever. I got a head like a ping pong ball. I got a head like a ping pong ball. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, lots, lots of really good names that, that, yeah. are, that are lending themselves to this, uh, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon's another one. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, Flip Gordon coming from New Japan and doing stuff over in Japan. He's been doing really great. So I'm I'm happy for them, and I want to see them be successful, just as I want to see every company be successful. I'm not uh, uh, I'm not throwing my weight towards one company or or the other. I want them all to be successful. Well, the more successful they are, the more opportunities it, it gives people. And like we we hammer it down with like the, the people just in the love pro wrestling of how many great Canadian wrestlers are there looking for the opportunities. And we all know how many opportunities there are in the United States for pro wrestling. And if we, we can somehow plateau them into something like this, that'd be fantastic. I think so as well. Definitely. I mean, I don't see any reason why after a little bit of time love pro wrestling can't go across canada like right like is it one of the dumbest things is that border thing where it's okay if you're an american pro wrestler you're allowed to go through past the border wrestle but then if you're a canadian it's a hassle to go to the american 
that's why I didn't wrestle too, too much in the States. I did in, um, uh, Sioux, Michigan, Sioux St. Marie, Michigan. And, oh, why can't I think of the city now? It's like a, like a little no name place too. Whatever. There was only <laughs> one other place in, in, in Michigan that I, that I actually worked. I, re I remember I had to like sneak my gear across the border. So I wrestled at a cauliflower alley club in Las Vegas and people are like, Oh, what's this? And I was like, Oh, well there's a memorabilia section of this thing. And I'm just uh, donating my, my stuff because I don't <laughs> right. use it anymore. Like you have to lie. You have to BS all this stuff. And it's just so, so silly. Yeah, I, I had to do the same thing when I crossed the border. I actually live on a border. So every time that I crossed the border, uh, they, I mean, they, they caught on after, you know, like four or five times they caught on. But um, yeah, I would, I would just like kind of say, oh, you know, oh, I just, I worked a show last weekend. And I just, I left my gear in, in, in the trunk and I just, I forgot about it. And I'm coming over. Um, yeah. Thankfully, they still let me through every time, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> they let me actually go over and work because, well, as the extreme Canadian, um, some of the people from the border were actually at these shows and uh, quite enjoyed what they saw and the heat that I had got in the U.S. <laughs> so I want to talk about heat for a little bit here as well oh, with you. Yeah. Let's do it. We're going to be talking some heat on Natalia right now have you heard did you hear about this situation that happened with uh natalia and Liv morgan oh yeah i saw that and i heard mm -hmm. like i heard it was like a huge misunderstanding because of course twitter takes it to a completely different level <laughs> right um, but like at the same time though like i think we both can agree that it doesn't matter like what the emotion is you don't get up and no sell a move and like that's just a no-no right it is. And, and yes, the entire thing was a huge misunderstanding. I want to get that put out there uh, right off the bat, just as Parrish did. Um, so everybody has a bad day. Mm -hmm. Natty was having a bad day. She actually got up and like pointed at Liv and said, thank you. And then left. She was just having a bad day and she just wanted to get the hell out of there. That's all that happened. So, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting that, okay, so this is, this is kind of how everything played out. The closing stages of the bout that was actually happening and Liv Morgan pinned Natalia after hitting her finishing move. She immediately got up. Natalia immediately got up, pointed at Liv Morgan, said something and left the ring. Mm -hmm. So Natalia has actually come out and um, went on to Twitter after all of this happened and she says i'm breaking character right now but i actually said thank you if you must know so yeah yeah that kind of takes me to um a first okay so yes natty does have a little bit of heat over this now i just kicked my okay video well it stopped. is a kickstand so <laughs> right right video was went all shaky there for a second not because i'm heated but because oh, my foot which we got a project for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, like she does she, now because of this, she actually has some heat in the back and I'm, I'm going, okay. So now I understand the situation. I understand what happened and, and 
I get that it was a bad thing to do. Just like you said, like the, you don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But everybody's has a bad day. And for somebody like Natalia, who seemingly never has a bad day or expresses and shows it like that very a house show wasn't even televised a freaking mm-hmm. house show that somebody recorded this at can we not just give her a break well yeah like because like how how much shade does randy orton get for when he did that to mr kennedy when they did the whole like nuggets and lakers thing they're in the world or they're in the fi- nba finals and they're wearing each team was wearing a jersey of them and that was basically what led to Kennedy getting fired because Randy Orton just like got so upset. And he also did the same thing with Kofi Kingston, calling him stupid uh, too. Yeah. So like, and to me, this is just an unjust thing because again, fans don't, they just have to blow it out of proportion because they want to go viral. They want to like become, they want to get more followers or Whatever the case is, they got to make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, I remember when uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley did the Stone Cold podcast, and he said that's what he loved about uh, those, like, videos of, like, promoting live events, that you can make, like, those silly narrative things, his story for, like, you know, just so, like, the people there feel like they're watching something that matters. Right. This could have been done the same way where it's, like, nobody knows what she said. And all of a sudden, this could have stemmed into maybe Natalia getting a title shot down the road or maybe even being involved in a title shot at SummerSlam. Like, it, it could have been something small that happened because we have seen in the past live events, they've done some things that have actually gone. Like, we saw Bob Backlund lose the title in eight seconds. We saw AJ right? Styles beat Kevin Owens for the U.S. title. Like, we've seen stuff at live events before. Um, so... Just give them the benefit of the doubt. They know what they're doing. They're professionals. Like, come on. Like, they're people. And they're people. Like, for God's sakes, they're people. That's exactly it. They're people. Astrid saying that she was surprised it was Natalia when she saw it. I was surprised too. But then I watched it back a couple of times. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, this daddy just looks off. She, 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 she honestly looks off, not pissed off, but just off. Yeah. So clearly it was just a bad day. Well, okay. Let me like paint a picture for someone. Okay. You're in a company. You do your job all the time. The, they ask you to help out the trainees, they, the new people, so they can come aboard. You do it. You say, yes, no problem. You actually care about it, and you put in your, your best foot forward, and you do it. And then all of a sudden, like you're seeing all these people succeed, and it's a business where, you know what, at the end of the year, you know they talk about your uh, review, and they talk about your raise, and somehow they just keep you at bay. They never increase it, but they say, we we think you're very valuable, but like, this is exactly where we see you. We don't want you moving forward, but you're a very goal driven person. You're very inspired, uh, inspired to be better. Um, and at some points you're like, even though you love to be there and you love the people you work with, you still want yours. And maybe this was just an example and maybe not, but think about how much Natalia has done for everyone else. 
And maybe just sometimes she just wants a thank you or she just wants something for her. And and maybe it's not a selfish thing necessarily, but at some point you want to feel appreciated and having a bad day. But at the same time, if she's saying thank you to someone who the fans have been jawing for and the company said, okay, here's a money in the bank. You can cash in on one of the biggest female draws ever in pro wrestling in Ronda Rousey. And she has a match and says, thank you. And people are complaining about how the way she said it. Really? Right. Like, give her the benefit of the doubt. If there's anything in this business or in life, she's earned that. I I agree with that. She definitely has. I feel like she, I ranted. Yeah. No, but. you definitely did not. <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> like, it was definitely like, all good. I don't know, like I I just I've known her like I don't know her but I've met her a few times. I know the person she is. Mm-hmm. I know TJ a few like and I know people that know him. Uh, yep. like Michael Richard Blaze who's the love pro wrestling grand champion trained by him like never says like I'm sorry, but you don't marry a guy like TJ if he doesn't think you're one of the nicest people in the world either. So, like, cut her some right. slack. <laughs> like, like, I feel like I'm getting defensive uh, now. But like, right, and that, that's that's kind of how I was feeling too. I I was feeling very defensive about the whole thing, right? Because I've grown up watching the Hearts, the Hart family. Natalia, TJ, all of them. Like I've grown, I, I I've grown watching all of them, and I was feeling very, and not just because they're Canadian or not just because she's Canadian, but I was feeling very defensive just for her as a person, of uh, over all of these people spewing all of this this hatred for no reason, for not for for reasons that they don't even understand, without having the full knowledge of the situation that's why I, I i i'm glad that all of this kind of has has come out because it was something that i wanted to talk about and i i will not talk about something that is just uh bs or hearsay either like if i don't have all of the information for it i'm not talking about it mm-hmm. and i'm glad that all of this information came out so gave us uh gave us something to talk about other than just oh yeah this happened on that show and this happened on that show well, and she just like, I just read a story of how she shared a story about how Owen Hart actually was someone who took TJ out of the ring, f- flew him to WrestleMania at times and just talked about like, really? how like, yeah. And like, I just read that the other day and it was just like, Natty's just like, you know, just, you know, like she's very proud of like her heritage of her family, very def- uh, defensive of that, which by all means, like, I respect that. Um, but no, like, yeah, like, I, I, I think it is also a thing that, like, being a Canadian wrestler, like, we kind of do get a little bit defensive of Canadian wrestlers because we do care. Like, we don't, yeah, <laughs> as, as much as people realize, like, and see how many great Canadian wrestlers there have been over time, it's still, like, a, it doesn't feel like a lot. And it definitely doesn't feel like it internally. So, like, yeah, we definitely, you know, trigger up. Plus, she's a wrestler. And if people don't know, if you're a wrestler, like, you you kind of have a bond with 
them. And like, even though we may not have worked or done any shows with them, they're still one of like, you're still kind of a, like a gang or like a, a yeah a club. Like it's, it's, you know. it's, it's a code. It's a code. It's yeah. a family code code. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a family code. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a professional wrestler, if you have gone through, if you're a legit professional wrestler and have gone through and done the training and and have had your your matches and you know you're even if you're still a little bit green, but if you've gone through those steps, you're family. Then that's it. So hey, Paco, you there, the there's a, there's a code that you uphold with your own personal family. <laughs> well, it's the same thing here. We uphold that same kind of code. Plugo, yes changing of a setup and um i prefer if you were to use the word men or gents because i'm not a boy i'm a man okay i'm not your boy toy (laughs) all right i am a sexy boy i'm just a sexy kurt (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) well if you're the sexy boy i have to be the sexy kurt uh true right true you know who helps you get real sexy Rich King with RK Athletics. If you are looking for personal training in the Edmonton, Alberta area, go and check out RK Athletics. Rich King will get you and his team will get you into the best shape of your damn life. If you're not in the area, reach out as well, because I'm sure that they have some information and some stuff that they can give to you for you to do at home or at your own uh gym in your own city they will help you through and get you into the best shape that you possibly can be have you i'm sure you have you have met rich you have, oh, have yeah. you worked with him oh and, yeah and okay oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so i want no. you to give a testimony from someone who actually knows him on rich king well he's like I've always had nothing but respect for Rich as a human being because all he does is work, 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 work. Um, the guy has a tremendous work ethic. He is a tremendously nice human being, like super nice to the point where anybody who goes out of their way to help other people, whether it's a charity thing or even like this, where it's, Hey, you want to get fit? You want to have a healthier lifestyle? Like I have knowledge and I want to pass it to people. That's just selflessness. And you got to respect that. As a professional wrestler, the guy is one of the guys you need to watch because he is growing every single time he hits the ring. I believe he's just finding out who he is in the wrestling world. And anybody who knows Ooh. wrestling understands how absolutely key that is. And he is absolutely hilarious with his tales from the undercard that you can watch on social media. Um, he also, prov- uh, by the way, just on his RK athletics, if yeah. you follow his socials, he also gives you advice through like, you know, short feeds as well as like that. So make sure you're checking that out as well. But this is a, this is a very true student of the game too. Like he's at home, like he watches a lot. He studies it. He implies it. I mean, this guy is going to go somewhere because he has that work ethic and one of the best physiques too in Alberta wrestling. Absolutely fantastic. So we did have a few more comments that came in there. Uh, Plugo saying, hi, manly men's. 
I, I, I don't know why I growled that. Are we a man's cats, man? So, yes. A manly man. Manly men. Men's men. Astrid with the uh, uh, with the bicep curl going on there. And gents that use, what is that? Did she say manscaped? Uh, Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com And since we are hitting the sponsors, let's do this one as well. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand, a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling, two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And for those of you that are listening to this in audio format, when you do check out collarandelbowbrand.com, use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire order. So I'm going to stop with the videos for a few minutes here. We're going to have another topic. Then we're going to do a couple more videos that I've got with some special things that are coming. And then we're going to get to our final topic of the night. The next topic that we're going to talk about, though, is a return to the ring on Monday Night Raw. Do you know who we're talking about, Parrish? I have an idea. Okay, this guy super kicked the face off of Theory. We had a returning Dolph Ziggler, who had been gone for several months and has come back and essentially has now challenged, I guess, theory. And I'm hoping that this is actually going to be the start of what I think is going to be a pretty classic feud. What do you, what do you think of Ziggler coming and uh, maybe working a program here with theory? Well, I'm kind of curious because like, I remember him and uh, Robert Rude kind of did something where they, I know there's like a podium thing where we're talking to Omos and MVP and they came or, and they came out and kind of like, or, you know, and then it, they didn't really do anything there. Um, and then that was like right after, I mean, maybe a few weeks after, maybe a few months after he was NXT champion, which I thought that was an amazing, uh, little run, uh, like oh, yeah. a little month of programming. Um, but I think Dolph Ziggler, 
and and Robert Root are really good singles, and I really think this is time where you should kind of allow them to be singles. Um, Dolph Ziggler might be the perfect guy to help Theory kind of get that more heat because Dolph Ziggler, one, one of the best sellers in professional wrestling, one of the best workers, I think. Like Randy Orton even puts a testament to how good he is in the ring. Um, yeah. So Theory, to me, it's weird that Theory has a match coming up to SummerSlam and they weren't doing anything with Bobby Lashley. That was kind of right. confusing. Yeah, it was. But uh, with that being said, though, like I like the fact that they're at least keeping Theory active and they're involving Dolph Ziggler in some, in some form. Um, and... <laughs> What a super kick, by the way. Right? <laughs> like, My God. That guy's just... How, how he was never more of a long-term thought in the championship picture is still kind of beyond me, but at that Blows same time... Blows my mind. I, I do think when he knocks the comedy out, man, like, this guy's a scary threat to, you know, like, a spot. Like... Because that guy could take somebody's spot in a blink of an eye because he's that good. Yeah. 20-year veteran of the business. 20 years he's he was, been in the business. He never has been pinned when he was an amateur wrestler at Kent State University. Do you know how hard that is? I dabbled in the amateur wrestling. That is difficult, people. It is. It's very difficult. Very I, I was pinned multiple times when I was doing amateur multiple times. So, uh, like, yeah, undefeated. And then just the, the stamina that the, this guy has. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like he, he can run circles around theory if he wanted to. That's how much this guy knows and how much stamina this guy and Dolph Ziggler has. I'm excited for this. And I'm really hope because we we have absolutely no clue what is actually going to be happening or what's going on right now. All we know is that Dolph Ziggler super kicked his face off, and that's it. So maybe we're gonna have to wait another week to be able to find out if something actually happens, unless maybe they play to the social media aspect of things. And um, you know, considering Theory always has his phone taking selfies and, and shit, maybe they can add a little bit of that element in and, uh, you know, kind of get that old school, new school type of vibe going. Is this maybe like a clash at the, uh, what is it that, what's that UK show that they have going on? Clash at the what? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so I think they might be building a match to that. Uh, hopefully, or the check can help me out on that because I am uh, what well, I'm. We like to call I am uh, forgetting the spot. So <laughs> uh, I'm bot. I'm botching the spot. All right, it, clash of the can't clash of the clan, or or I don't know. I should be. Uh, I don't know. No, not that. Clash at the Coliseum. Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle. That's what it is. Castle. Yeah. It's um, Clash yes. at the Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, tried typing that into Duck Duck Go, and yeah, it comes up. Uh, I typed in Clash at the Cast, 
and it came up with Castle WWE. So mm-hmm. that might be interesting as well, right? And that's, I mean, that's that's not that far away. That's coming up in September, September 3rd. So, yeah, that would be a good little, you know, like, like a feud going on there between the two of them from, you know, July to September 3rd. Yeah. that's enough time for them to kind of build a little bit of an interest in this. Cause do we, do we believe that he's actually gonna cash in at SummerSlam? Cause I don't No, I, I, I really don't No, And they're already kind of teasing drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns at clash of the castle. Right? Yes. But, yeah. That's so... even what like kind of the promotional uh, uh, photos and, and footage actually has as well. I wonder, I wonder if Dolph Ziggler was kind of like, okay, like if we couldn't get John Cena, like what are we going to do? And I think that's why, like, the Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam was a simple thing to do, like a rematch, and then maybe Dolph Ziggler at this. Like, I think that's a good, like, stop, like, stopgap for theory, too, because, like, I don't think anybody wants to see him right, like, rush in that title picture. I think you kind of no. want to slow cook this. But with that being said, like, Theory is so good at such a young age. Right. Um, you put him with workhorses like this, like, I would love to see him with AJ. I would love to see him with Seth Rollins at some point. Yeah. Um, so like, but even him, that, him like, and a I'm, Shinsuke I'm, Nakamura, even yeah. like that would I would love that. Oh man, how how excited are you to see Shinsuke and uh, Gunther? <laughs> Honestly, like like yes, because it's it's such a different clash of styles <laughs> that that westerners aren't familiar with and i'm really hoping please please considering vince mcmahon really has no doesn't have his hands really mixed into very much right now i'm hoping that the powers that are in right now kind of go hey shinsuke be shinsuke hey gunther be gunther please if they allow them to do that, if we get to see Shinsuke from New Japan and we get to see Gunther from European, like, please, please take my freaking money now. If they can just be who they are prior to WWE or even like, let's be honest, like even when they were in like NXT, like, cause right. I mean, people can say what they want about 2.0, but did you not watch Walter and Dragonoff? <laughs> at all <laughs> right <laughs> dear lord um <laughs> but then shinsuke sammy's like that's still my favorite shinsuke match in wwe and it was his debut and i think that was, might be joe's too yeah like it was a classic um but i mean with that being said like we all know that like you gotta be you're gonna be a different performer in wwe than you were yes. outside of it like we all know that if you don't then you're living under a Dwayne Johnson, um, but right. see what I did. So yeah, well, but okay. Um, moving on. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like I don't know. Like just it, it'll be interesting. Like it will be, and that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm liking about this. I'm interested because I know how theory works, and I know how Dolph Ziggler works. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this and it's been a long while since I've been able to say I'm interested. I want to see where this goes. 
No, I shouldn't say that because with Liv Morgan, just like just recently, I was like, God damn it. She won money in the bank. Holy shit. She just cashed it in. I, I'm excited about this. I'm invested. I'm interested. I want to see them do good things with this. That was the last time that I was really excited about something within the WWE. And this has now made me excited. And I, I despise the character of theory. <laughs> theory is a wrestler. Amazing. Fantastic. This character I despise. He's done his job. Good job at being that heel. Love that. So I'm interested. I'm invested. Well, and that's like half, I think, the majority of the reason why he has the briefcase too. Like from, a, if you went back and be like, okay, who, who who's going to win? And they're like, well, do you know how much heat theory can get with this thing? Like if we do this well, like he might up his stock probably the most right now because nobody's going to think he's going to cash it in. Like he's the new Miz, really, when it comes to that. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody thought the Miz of all people is gonna cash in. Right. And then like I, I just think this is so good to help build theory up. And for Ziggler, this is a perfect guy to give him without it being a top guy, because they're all kind of in something, with the, maybe the exception of AJ, but like, do we really want to see AJ Dolph with no build? Because I think that's something that deserves build. Yeah, me too. Me too. We're going to take another quick little break here. I got a couple of other videos here for everyone to see as I put the graphic up on the screen. Yes, young, dumb, and full of remorse. Get your mind out of the freaking gutter. Get your mind out. Hey, guys. Mighty Joe here. Just wanted to hop on real quick and let you guys know that Coming up very soon, I'm not sure of the exact date, but I am going to be hopping on with Mr. Carl Carefully here of Turnbuckle Talk to do an episode of Turnbuckle Rewind. Looking forward to that, and looking forward to you guys being able to check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to breaking down this match. Not going to say what it is yet. Looking forward to it. See you guys around. go guys just a couple extra little video clips corporate joe coming in telling you that yes another episode of turnbuckle rewind is going to be coming to you very soon hopefully this weekend we are actually going to watch and record this episode and i am super excited for it and then mr bobby music munson and i are coming back we we we're working on the dates and working on getting the episodes done but we're coming back with season two of Beats and Beatdowns. 
as you saw in that graphic there. And if you're listening to the audio of this, you need to go to Turnbuckle Studios where you can see the video to be able to see that uh, th those stars that we're going to be talking about as well. Plus, just as we did with the first season, the second season finale is going to be a live show as we talk. I'm going to spill this right now. We're going to be talking the territories with a special guest coming onto the show that I will not spill just yet. Another really cool thing that we're going to be doing with season two is we're going to be doing a night where it is questions and answers, where we want you guys to be sending us your questions and we answer them on a show for you. So we're going to have some more details about the Q&A show coming to you soon, uh, including where you can send your questions. And I'm really Looking forward to that. What are these? What are those? <laughs> Astrid, Mr. Worldwide. Nah, yes. Thank you, Lucha Freddy. <laughs> Music leveling reminder. <laughs> yes, I, I, I seriously have to work on that. So I'll, I'll let everybody in on the secret. I use a program called Canva. And I really have to, uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to get Canva to lower the volume on the videos that I do and that I make. And it's hard sometimes because I, I'm listening to things through my, uh, through my headphones. So when I listen to it on like, um, you know, a different media player like VLC or something, and then I bring it into Canva, it sounds the same to me, but I'm going to, I'm going to start remembering that I need to lower it. I would say maybe even by half on those videos. So thank you, Lucha Freddy for that. So we, we come to the big point here of this show. I'll throw the graphic up once again. Young, dumb, and full of remorse. And I'm sure, Parrish, you already maybe have a bit of an inkling of what we're going to be talking about. Lucha Freddy, I will let you know that we are not streaming on OBS. Um that would be really easy. I do. I do know that I have used OBS in the past. Uh, we are actually using StreamYard for our broadcasts and StreamYard doesn't allow us to do that as of yet. But uh, when I'm making them, I will definitely be remembering to uh, fix that shit because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that sometimes it can be uh, it can be a little jolting. So Parrish, we're going to be talking. I'm going to give you a little bit of a quote here. This is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. I already know y'all going to be mad. I don't think Benoit could 100% hang with the most of the present day best wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. So right off the bat, what do you what do you what do you think of that? What do you think about that? I don't understand if she doesn't care for him. Why even talk about it? Why even mention it? Right. <laughs> like going back to our very first topic. Shut your mouth. Turn it off. Something. I mean, this is where you got to hammer down like the audio of the rock saying, know your role. <laughs> Shut your mouth. But like with that being said, like. 
if you give something the time of day, you're allowing it to exist in a, like for longer than it should, right? Um, this is a very sensitive subject for a lot of different people. But I'll, I will say this. One of the greatest things I heard was Paul Heyman said on that night, three people died and one person had uh, got to choose that. That That's it. Um, it is so hard to say and different the wrestler and the person because I understand it. If you never met him, you only think of him as a professional wrestler. Right. And then you see this, you see what happened, and then you're casting a completely different uh, opinion. However, there are people that did know him. There are people that did, and there are people like a Chris Jericho who knew him very well and it's, are, are very torn when talking about him. Um, and there's people that still would like to have their matches with them on their best of DVDs because they're proud of the work that they did. Right. To say that this wasn't, uh, if we're just going to separate it and say wrestler, to say his work ethic wasn't one of the best and couldn't hang. If you took prime Chris Benoit into today's day and age, he is going to make a lot of people look like amateur hour. Yep. That guy without amateur wrestling experience went toe to toe with a gold medalist Kurt Angle on a night to night basis. Yeah, you're right. Night to night, not just like oh once in a while. Oh, he had a good match. No, every night he was going out there having. Okay, I'll use the Meltzer phrase: five star matches that never happen. I mean. Like, I mean can I can I ask you a question before we go any further? Sure. Are can, you yeah. able to disconnect what he's done in pro wrestling to what he did? Like, are you able to separate the two? Because I know some people can't, and it's hard. And I think that's where like this the heaviness of this topic is going to stem from always. Because a lot of people do not know how to separate the two, or they can't. And that is at no fault of their. It's just that's how right. it is. And I'm someone who can. I know not everyone can, nor everyone should be able to. I have always been able to. Um, Corporate Joe can be a testament to that as well. I mean, I know that he has, um, you know, polarizing views on on this topic as well. But I've always been the one to say his work in the ring was 10 star out of five. What he did as a person was absolute shit. But they're two different people, right? Like that's for me, it, it, it was it, it would be like comparing like, let's say, Brandon Lee and the crow. Right. So the crow was a shit person on in the movies. Brandon Lee was was it was an amazing person, a fantastic person. But are we going to label Brandon Lee? as an ass because of the character that he played. And I know that that's, that's in, in reverse and I totally get that, but like, that's, that's how I always kind of thought of it. I'm like, so these people are playing a character. I'm not judging the person on the character that they played. So I kind of, I kind of have to look at that in, in the same respect, right? I I can't expect that the crow is going to be an amazing person just because you know, like Brandon Lee was an amazing person. It's they're different. 
So I've been able to do that. The, w- the one thing that is weird, I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. The one thing that I don't think gets enough uh, mentions about the whole situation with Chris Benoit is the fact that after this whole happened, you saw a gigantic rise into people caring about concussions in pro wrestling. Yeah. And I don't think if it wasn't for this concussions and the know and the knowledge and the know-how and just people absolutely understanding how important that is would be such a big deal as it is now. I think there's always going to be a situation that is like, boom, it changes the game. And I think this was one that definitely changed the game for when it came to how concussions was viewed in pro wrestling. Yes, it definitely did. So now we do have to say that just like that graphic shows remorse. So Jordan Grace did reach out to a few people and I'm not going to talk about. Okay. So there is one person that she didn't reach out to as of yet. Um, but we do know that I do know that that is possibly coming um, in the future a little bit here, but she reached out to David Benoit, Chris Benoit's son reached out to uh, Chris Jericho and Chavo Guerrero Mm -hmm. reached out to those people. So I'm surprised Vicky wasn't one of those, right? Like really surprised about that. And Ray, to be honest, Ray too. Mm -hmm. Me too. But that could be coming. That could be something that is in the works or that she's attempting to do. And it could even be that maybe she did reach out to them. Right. And they weren't very accepting of her reaching out because something like that can really, really spark so much emotion and, and even anger, like resentment, anger towards that person for those comments being said that maybe Vicky and Ray need that time to decompress. So Lucha Freddy. See, the problem for me is just how many shitty people have appeared uh, from wrestling who have an incredible body of work. It makes viewing old stuff tough. And I, uh, that, that, that was a, that's quoted here uh, for those of you that are just listening on audio by our new friend, Lucha Freddy. Um, I understand where you're coming from with that. I, I, I a hundred percent. I do. Um, again, that's something that's going to be a personal thing with people, uh, for them to be able to separate the situations. Right. And, and, and I'm sure for, for you parish, I know for me, um, being somebody who has been inside of the ring and you, somebody who is still, uh, working inside the ring that you, you can, you know, kind of take the differences between the two and and respect and still learn from old matches and stuff that that they've done and being able to separate your knowledge of the events that transpired and that led to this person being a shitty person. And this is something that I'm very much curious about it because pro wrestlers don't always seem to get the benefit of the doubt and we talked about that with natalia earlier right um it's always seems like if they're perceived one way it's always going to stem there because 
they really don't care about what the general opinion or uh, people like think about who they are because they're like, well, they don't know us. And they try hard to kind of have those boundaries as we've seen Bianca Belair kind of talk about in the last few months about people approaching her. Um, there are things they want to keep separate. Therefore, there's going to be knowledge that the general public don't know about certain people. Therefore, they're going to come to a conclusion on their own that may or may not suit the truth of the situation. Um, with that being said, it also could be very right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a perception thing. And you know, from day one, I've always said wrestling is always about perception. Um, and I will hammer that down pretty much till I perish. Um, but I mean, same goes with life in general, but, um, I'm just wondering too, in a far less, ex- I don't want to say extreme, but nobody has died out of this. Um, but is that not how we're going to now view Vince McMahon? Very similar to, in th- in theory, the, the Chris Benoit. Right? No, you're, you, you, you hit it right on the head. That hammer came down and immediately struck the head of that nail. It did. Has it gone into the coffin three quarters of the way? Yeah, it sure did. But you're right. We're, we're going to perceive this kind of in the same way. Vince McMahon is a monster. That's how people are going to be perceiving. And we live in a things. completely different world too. That really go from zero to 60 faster than the best car. Like, let's just be honest. Right. Now, I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I am not saying, I am not saying me personally that I believe that Vince McMahon is a monster. Um, I am saying that Vince McMahon has his issues like everybody does. That's what I'm saying. Other people are going to paint this picture. And whether it is the smart marks that are out there, whether it is some of these um, uh, shady uh, wrestling journalists, if we want to even call them a journalist um you know all the dirt sheets you know these these types of people are really going to be spewing uh their belief on the people and i think a lot of people because of some of the um you know name notoriety that some of these people have that people are going to really cling to that and that's going to be their new narrative uh, while they're not controlling their own they're just latching on to someone else's and we're going to see kind of the same thing happen, right? Just like, just like Lucha Freddy is saying, um, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to be able to go back and rewatch old DX stuff that had Vince McMahon in it, or, you know, like it's, it's going to be hard. Oh, Oh, he's, he's very, very much correct on that too. This, like this that, next comment? Yeah, like very, very true. See, uh, I didn't know this, but Lucha Freddy, uh, welcome to the family. Um, yeah, as you you heard, <laughs> workers of workers of workers family. So he says, in my opinion, as a worker myself, it is important to be aware of the bad things so you aren't accidentally emulating things from terrible people. Yeah, and and hell yeah. That. And, and like, and we all can admit that there are, you know, different kind of workers. There are ones that care about being that uh, influence to a different, like to other people generation. 
And there's people that just don't care. Not everybody who is in the limelight wants to be somebody look up to. They don't care about that stuff. Um, I mean, they care I'm, about I'm, the money, the tits, the ass. I'm a hockey fan. I'm an oiler fan. We don't know what's going on with Evander Kane. And that guy's a guy that we don't know. Is he a good person? Is he not? Reputation kind of speaks for itself. But at the same time, you know, there's personal stories that I know that, you know, say differently. So it all depends. Like people can shade a cast around the knowledge they know. And that's completely uh, fair because they feel their knowledge is coming from a good source. But I do always say before you speak negative, make sure that maybe have a more of a a true opinion and a true like maybe personal experience because if it's all hearsay as much as you don't want to hear this it's not the best way to cast a judgment on something hearsay is a terrible thing i know that for my shoot job Mm -hmm. it is absolutely terrible and holds absolutely no weight when we are trying to take things through court no weight at all. Hearsay means nothing. So Jordan Grace did come out and actually apologize. And she actually talked with these three people that we had we had uh, talked about. And I just want to read her note here. She says, last week I made an irresponsible and unnecessary tweet. Regardless of how my personal emotions influence my opinion, I should have recognized the impact my words would have on friends, and family close to the situation. I was completely thoughtless in that regard. Since reflecting this past week, I've reached out privately to friends and family that I angered or hurt. Among those, so now now I just want to make sure that everybody knows, she's saying among those are these three, David, Chavo, and Chris, who are supporting her in the decision to partner and fundraise with the Concussion Legacy Foundation, which was formerly known as the Sports Legacy Institute, which has done so much, so much in the world of concussion um, that it's it's unbelievable. And I'm glad that they've uh, maybe changed their name to that because that's that's what their focus has been. She says, I have pledged $5,000 with the overall campaign goal being $20,000. I'm acutely aware that the damage has been done. I would never intentionally add on to the suffering of those already dealing with such a traumatic event. And I am sorry for my insensitivity and aggravating this already delicate topic. This is my way of attempting to squeeze something positive out of the negative situation I created. Thank you in advance to everyone who donates, Patricia. So I'm thankful that she she ended that off with Patricia mm-hmm. and not Jordan Grace. So this is her. And she is speaking out saying, I apologize and I'm sorry. Here, what do you think about a, that? Here's a real thing, though. Did she have to apologize? Did she actually say anything that was completely incorrect or did it just, you know, rub somebody the wrong way? I think, I think that that's exactly what it was. It it just really rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but like, and that's my thing. There's probably a lot of people that do agree with her. I don't hold this against her. 
personally like i would not like i don't necessarily agree i don't necessarily disagree it's not something that i'm gonna you know judge her on like right to me she's very aware of something that occurred she didn't want the response that came out of it i think lesson learned next time if you have an opinion on it maybe don't put it on social media like that you're, you're just not gonna get the answers you want or the reaction you want right like but like and i i i wonder if she was just okay so jordan grace is still young yeah. Right. And as as somebody who was young before, yes, I actually was. I, I haven't always been old. When I was young as well, <laughs> I did very stupid things. I said very stupid things. Um that yeah, sometimes I I kind of regretted what I said. And I thought that I was just being funny. Right. Until I got clocked in the face because, well, social media. I mean, I'm freaking older than Google, okay? So, um, yeah, that's the thing. I'm older than Google. So, I would say shit and I would get clocked in the face. Because somebody else found it inappropriate. Whereas I thought that I was just maybe being a wise smartass and cracking a joke type of thing. And that's that's almost what this feels like. She wasn't I don't think it like really until she gets to the very end. Also, may he burn in hell. OK, so that's a very opinionated thing to say. Um, but the rest of it just really seems like it was meant to get a rise out of people. I don't know. Well, what's really hard, though, if you really want to like dive into something like I heard stories about Chris Benoit being a guy that if he was on the, an opposite coast of where he lived and he had a house in Atlanta. So obviously I'm, I'm pretty self-explanatory what coast we're talking about. Um, and if he had a show in that coast that he was in the next night, some days he would actually fly, take a red eye back home just to spend the night and leave first thing in the morning, just so he spend that extra time with his family. You know, that's unheard of in wrestling. You just <laughs> yeah. take the car you drive. I've heard a lot of stories about that. I've heard nothing but good stories about the father. He was to David Benoit. I've heard nothing but good stories about the, the, the father he was with the other children. Um, but it's so like, and he was a guy that nobody said a lot of bad things about in general. Right. Um, so it just doesn't, nothing of that added up to me. It still doesn't. If people really want to know something there, this isn't even a closed case. It's what people call a cold case because the, any, any form of evidence just didn't go anywhere or it didn't lead to anything else. Um, so the double murder suicide can be changed if this case was to reopen. It's just at the time, the evidence didn't support anything else. Therefore, this was the most logical conclusion. Um, very well could be what happened still. Like you got to, you got to right. look at it both sides when it's something as touch and go as this, but it, it, it you're, you're able to check out the details online if you want to. They yeah. are insanely creepy, insanely creepy. Um, 
because there's a lot of things that don't support it. A lot of things that, you know, make this make sense. So it, it's a very touch and go thing. And I can understand. It is. Yeah. I can understand people having a hard opinion about this because it attacks every fiber of your morality of a good person. Right. And yeah. we're talking about pro wrestling and pro wrestling is not important to every single person in the world. Some people don't care for it. Some people don't care at all. And some people just don't like it at, and that's it. So when they're like, Oh, he was a good wrestler. Nobody cares. That's right. But the, they just care about how he was as a human being. And unfortunately this overshadowed so much of it because of the severity of it. So yeah, you're going to get people that, are gonna say i hope he dies hope he burns in hell I, I i don't i wish everything wrong for him because he you know murdered his son he murdered his wife and he committed suicide he couldn't even face the punishment you know you're that's a fair argument from people yep no and, I, I agree and that's just how it is of course as we said before we defend our own so it's definitely different. Um, yeah. <laughs> because all we're seeing is people bash us. And it was really hard. As someone who's actually from Edmonton, like I was born in Edmonton myself. Um, I remember how the city got blacklisted from WWE events for a few years after this. Uh, we had a show canceled in Edmonton because of this. And it was really, really hard, like hard because we don't get a lot of live events from WWE to begin with. Um, so it, it was really really hard to you know kind of go through that and then you're just like finally like we had somebody that was a local that did well and then it's that and then you're just like huh well then like i remember skipping school to go meet him and get his autograph and then it's like justified you... yeah because like at the time he was world heavyweight champion because backlash was in Edmonton, and then now it's just like, huh? So you're taking right. like a completely different, and that's where I say like so much about perception. Because my perception then was this guy was a hero. My perception now is not so much. So you know, same eyes, yeah. different perception. Even it's a very like, difficult situation, and. Uh... Yeah, just like Paris said, if you guys want to know more about it, it is readily available online. All you have to do is just Google his name. That's it. Just Google the name Chris Benoit. And you're going to get a multitude of different things that are out there. But do your due diligence and don't just read the first link that you see. Dig into it if you really want to know. And find all the information. Because there's even information out there about the autopsy on his brain and the results of all of that as well. It's all out there. And then after you've collected all the information, yes, you're probably uh, just like I say that he's a, a you know, it, it's a shitty thing that happened. Sh shitty person did this. But you can make a better judgment call on the situation from there. So we're going to end things off here with Parrish telling us what he has coming up 
including what he's got coming up here very shortly tonight. Don't forget about the double header happening tonight at 10 p.m. here, right here on this channel as well. But Parrish, what else have you got coming up? Uh, you can always follow me every Sunday on Sunday brunch uh, alongside with uh, Bubby Munson. I mean, you know him quite well, Bubby Money Munson. We are collectively known as the Brunch Busters. <laughs> and uh, bus, uh, brunching makes us feel good. Um, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, uh, Chris Parrish, on Instagram at Chris.Parish. Uh, if you want to follow my uh, Twitch at uh, the Chris Parrish, I am exactly as Astrid said, the non content mental champion because i have no content therefore i'm the non-continental champion <laughs> oh geez so, did she um, she yeah. said I, i'm not sure if i spelled it correctly it, it, it's right. hard to look because the autocorrect is going to get you and like you're trying to spell it like you know it's like grammarly wrong or incorrect or you know people are going to probably like hmm. whatever um but like yeah, it, it's hilarious. Like, I remember, like, I was trying to tweet just, like, before this. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to be joining Ed and Astrid as a tweet. Come check us out. And then it changed it to joking. So <laughs> I was like, oh, oh I had to delete the tweet because, you know, autocorrect. Apparently, they didn't think joining was a word. Smartphone. It can't be any worse than our very own Zach messing up his own Twitter handle when he is sending out a tweet as well. <laughs> I do want to I do want to touch on this here quickly as well for a moment. I guess from remember that. <laughs> Richard Freddy coming in saying WWE's global expansion plans were due to happen around then. WWE Europe, South America, Asia were all about to happen and then all got stopped as WWE had to circle the wagons. I wonder where wrestling might have gone. If it hadn't happened, and Mr. McMahon wouldn't have been around, that's right, because he would have been blown up in his limo. No, he, he did blow up in his limo the week before. That's what that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't have been around yeah. because he yeah. blew up in his limo. So, like, it, it's crazy. I mean, talk about a ripple effect. I mean, like, completely yeah. right. Like, so much actually came out of that, and I don't. I I think that was a very it was definitely dark, a dark day, dark time for pro wrestling. But like, I, I yeah. think people forget what all actually came out and what didn't happen because of it too. We didn't right. even get and CM I, Punk against Benoit, which was going to be the next match, which would have been killer, right? I'm, which would oh, have no. been amazing. <laughs> oh. Sorry, it would have been a little elite. Yep, it would it would have been it would have been a fantastic matchup. It would have been a banger of a matchup. It would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alicia Freddie, you're right. Face palm. <laughs> I use I use that word often. I use the word killer often and, and just as everyday language, even when I'm talking to my staff members, I'm like, man, that was that was a killer job you did today. Like that's even just so the word just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad for you, but it was also kind of funny. 
on that note thank you so much for tuning in <laughs> make sure that you're following the show at tb talk pod like you see up above on facebook instagram and twitter and if you want to follow my personal twitter account you can find that at k carafel spelling right down here but i will spell it out for you the letters k k a r u f e l k carafel got some great stuff coming up uh <laughs> Maybe we get you a dictionary. Well, it's not the only word I use. <laughs> I do use other words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Astrid, coming in saying great show, guys. I really appreciate you. Astrid, you know I love you. Thank you so much. And I just want one more quick thing here for everyone to check out because, well, I got to pay the bills. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open official merchandise from all the favorite shows plus merchandise you can only find here stuff from turnbuckle studios carl carafel unboxes the boar's nest with bubba duke miscellaneous products that you can only find here beats and beat downs and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Parrish, for joining me on this episode of Turnbuckle Talk. It is greatly appreciated. And remember, people, the world's a scary place. Let's take care of each other. <laughs>